0: Hello and welcome to Dine With Me. I'm Callie Punchard, your podcast hostess with the mostest, food obsessive, tableware enthusiast and founder of Studio Dine. In this podcast, I chat with guests about what would make their dream dinner party, from the dishes they'd serve and the drinks they'd pair to their guests, music, hosting and more. If you're new to the podcast, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and then pour yourself a glass of whatever you're drinking and let's get into it. Today's guest is London-based recipe developer and presenter Sophie Wybert, who some of you may know as the former head of food at Mob Kitchen. She's all about developing hearty home comfort foods made for sharing, which she regularly posts on her Instagram, so when I started thinking about guests for this podcast, I knew I had to chat to her. When she's not cooking, she also co-hosts the amazing and hilarious I'll have what she's having podcast with wine writer Hannah Crosby.
1: How are you? I'm good, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Um,
0: you've been been not so well.
1: I have been, you can probably still hear it in my voice a little <laughs> bit, but sorry about that. Yeah, I feel like the, we're recording this after the Easter bank holiday, which is normally a really prime time for me to be socialising and eating, and actually i was just hiding in bed for the whole bank <laughs> holiday weekend, so this is actually a perfect time to talk about My dream dream dinner party scenario because I'm thinking about it a lot. Yeah, I've missed out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, yeah, we'll we'll definitely do some of that. (laughs) Do you want to tell us a bit about you and what you do before we get into it?
1: Yes, hi. So I am Sophie Wyburn. I am a recipe developer and presenter and content creator. Um, I have worked in food for the last six years or so, worked in restaurants, I've done food styling, uh, I've done online uh, content creation, uh, and now I'm freelance, I do all my own projects, um, lots of recipe development, lots of making all my own videos, and uh, I also co-host that I'll Have What She's Having podcast with my friend, wine writer Hannah Crosby, where we basically just sit down once a week and chat about anything and everything that has been going on in the world of food and wine but uh, the world in general lots of silly pop culture bits uh all centered around eating and drinking and having a chat which is just all my favorite things
0: amazing <laughs> <laughs> what made you what made you decide to go freelance
1: I think I So I worked at Mob for a few years, who I don't know if you know, they're kind of a big mm-hmm. online yeah, recipe yeah, platform. Yeah. And I headed up the food team there. And it was so much fun and it was so busy. Um, but by the end of it, I actually wasn't doing that much cooking myself because I was kind of more editorially yeah. overseeing what everyone else was doing, which I loved. But um, it got to a point where I thought, I think I'm ready to go and start being creative myself again. I was kind of fizzing at the bit with all the ideas of stuff I wanted to cook and projects I wanted to work on. So I just wanted to get cracking with that by mm. myself, really.
0: Yeah, I think that kind of happens, doesn't it? When you like get a little bit better, at, well, when you get good at what you do, you end up not doing the thing that you love because yeah, you're like totally. managing other people doing the thing that you love.
1: I think it exists in all industries. Yeah. kind of that, as you go up the managerial path, mm. you kind of get creatively less and less involved in the stuff that you like but mm. so, yeah lots of food for thought there but I mean I've been freelance for I guess it's been five months now and it's you know swings and roundabouts and loads of ways I'm sure you understand that yeah. as well <laughs> working for yourself and having to self-motivate and stuff but it does also mean that you get to kind of action things really quickly when you come up with an idea yeah. which is super fun
0: yeah and work on things that you know you really want to do rather than um well you just manage your own time don't you manage your own time manage your own projects
1: yeah exactly sometimes more successfully than others yeah some days I just think <laughs> how did I ever motivate anybody to do anything I'm a useless lump I just want to sit on my sofa
0: <laughs> I know well sometimes at least you have the flexibility to do that though right
1: <laughs> true, You're like, true.
0: today's not the day I'm just going to eat snacks and watch telly that's fine <laughs>
1: I feel like I was leaning into being ill a little bit too much, and I probably now (laughs) need to get myself out of that mindset.
0: (laughs) I know, otherwise it's a a deep hole.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Danger, danger.
0: (laughs) Nice. Um, Well, shall we get into it? Let's do it. (laughs) You are obviously a foodie. So I'm excited to see what you have in store for this. But um, I am presuming that you're going to be the host of your dinner party.
1: Yes, I absolutely will be. It's something that I've I've been talking. To, well, I talk about all the time naturally because I work in foods, and it's also mm-hmm. literally my only hobby. So it's all I talk about. <laughs> um, but I I feel like I am perpetually hosting. I am very, very rarely hosted. I think yeah. my parents are the only people who host me. Other than that, it's very much my realm. as having people round to our house. And I think sometimes I think, oh, it would be really nice to get hosted. Why does no one host me? But really deep down I know that I am a control freak and I like being the one <laughs> who is in charge of the situation and getting to kind of engineer a whole dinner party to be exactly the way that I want it to be, which is pretty chill, to be honest, yeah. but, um, but chill within my remit <laughs> of what I like.
0: <laughs> chill, but on your terms.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So, so you're definitely hosting. Do you feel uncomfortable yeah, I when you're not hosting. the host? Do you know, I can lean into it quite easily,
1: but it doesn't happen that often. I I mean if any of my friends are listening to this you can host me if you like I would (laughs) I would like that but um but I think yeah I think I I do quite enjoy being a passenger sometimes and just getting to sit down at the table and chill out and be along for the ride um but then there's something really exciting about pulling it all together I love the build-up to have people around for dinner where you've got the house nice and clean you've lit your favorite candles you've got the tunes on Yeah, bought nice flowers at the florist.
0: Yeah, I love that. There's a whole
1: ritual involved that that feels really good.
0: Yeah, and if anything, an excuse to clean the house.
1: Yes, exactly. I'm not (laughs) naturally, I would say, the cleanest person.
0: No, I feel like I'm the same. I feel like having people round is the perfect opportunity to be like, right, we've got people coming round. We've got we've got to do a quick a quick tidy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm crucial, sure. crucial. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> so, you're hosting. Where where are you going to host? Are you hosting at yours or are you hosting somewhere else? Do you know, I was thinking about this. So, I moved house a couple of weeks ago,
1: and this house is very much feeling like home now. But for some reason, still, when I picture where I'm hosting, I'm at my old house. Okay. So, it's home, but it's not my current home. <laughs>
0: Maybe have you have you hosted at your current home yet?
1: No, I've not yet. So I think that's it.
0: Maybe that's it.
1: I need to break the seal. Yeah. I think when I when I picture hosting, I always picture it being summer, and I always picture it being in the garden at at a big garden table with a tablecloth over it, and there's birds chirping in the trees and the sun shining, and there's loads of flowers on the table. And it's a very kind of summery scene. And I definitely have not done that in my new place yet. Yeah. So we'll have to see if it still fits the vibe. (laughs) I guess this is a fancy dinner party, so maybe it's my old house.
0: Yeah, but you're hosting, so you're hosting outside? I'll
1: host outside, yeah.
0: Nice, love that.
1: Maybe we'll move in later if it gets a bit nippy, but more often than not, if I have people round, We'll probably stay in the garden till about 2am. Yeah. We'll probably get blankets out and there'll be music playing, but you stay in the garden.
0: Yeah. We actually, um, we had a load of people around for my birthday last year and it was exactly that. We sat outside, but then once it got dark, it got a bit cold, but we put, we just, I've basically because because of working in events, I have loads of like half burnt down candles. So we have like boxes of half burnt candles everywhere. And I'm like, Sam, those are the ones we're allowed to light. Okay. We're not, you're not allowed (laughs) to light the other ones. You can like, go, go have those ones. So Sam went and got a load of candles from like around, um, pops them all outside. And I've still got this tablecloth somewhere that's just got Heaps and all heaps the wax. and heaps and heaps of wax <laughs> on it. Because I just every time I see it I'm like, not today. It's today.
1: tablecloths are one of those things that I think are so important for setting the scene really nicely. Yeah. But also there's very little point buying expensive ones because yeah. at all good parties there will be wax everywhere. There's probably gonna be wine everywhere. People might even stub out cigarettes on tablecloths like yeah, you got to you got to just be prepared for them getting destroyed.
0: Yeah, I think that that's part of hosting, is it? Comes with its uh comes with its damages.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You got to be able to kind of embody chillness yeah. and not like bother you when stuff like that happens.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be the host that's like for fuck's sake, like, why have you spill wine everywhere? Yeah,
1: you can't you can't be shouting at your guests. <laughs>
0: no they probably wouldn't come back
1: no 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 they'll be yeah so done with us <laughs> so so
0: we're in the garden it's a nice we're in the garden. summery day
1: I think we're gonna kick off quite early as well okay I think we're not I tend to not have people around for dinner that often but I have them round for very late lunch so they'll probably come round at like two or three just to make the most of the sunshine in the garden yeah. And it'll be a very leisurely long meal.
0: Yeah, that kind of ekes into the evening then anyway.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They definitely don't need to have lunch or dinner or possibly even breakfast before they even arrive. <laughs> it's going to be, there's going to be a lot going on.
0: Perfect. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your table, um, you mentioned flowers. What else do you tend mm-hmm. to do when, when you're hosting on the table so I'll
1: tend to do so we got I'll get a big tablecloth out my favorite one actually is one from a brand called Montez and Clark I got a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago and it's my most beloved tablecloth it's got these kind of pink and green squiggles on it and it's really summery and fun so I'll get that tablecloth on there and then I'll do probably some little bud vases rather than big vases because they obscure your sight. <laughs> and you still won't be able to look at each other across yeah, the table. Yeah, yeah. So I'll do a couple of bud vases down the table and then whatever flowers feel seasonal and right at that time. At the moment, I feel like I'm in daffodils mode just yeah. because it's spring and that's what you've got to do. Um, but then there's also... Oh, my sister's girlfriend's a florist, and she told me the name of this flower that I love. What are they <laughs> called? Ane- anemone. Ane- Anemones, anemone. Yeah. Anemones, yeah. Anemones. They've got kind of wiggly stalks.
0: Yeah. and well, I love a wiggly, wiggly stalk.
1: A nice wiggly stem. Yeah, wiggles mm. are a theme here, apparently. Wiggly tablecloth, wiggly wiggly stems. And they've got quite kind of full, tight petals that look Mm -hmm. almost like peonies and then they kind of blossom outwards as they yeah they're lovely we'll get Mm -hmm. some anemones on there maybe if not daffodils and then candles loads of candles uh nice not scented candles because they don't have a place at a dining table I don't
0: think totally agree yeah
1: it's wasted you want to smell the food yeah
0: exactly also wasted outdoors yeah also wasted outdoors yeah you're right
1: save your expensive scented candles for your living room your bedroom your bathroom wherever else and then just get I like just those chunky pillar candles that you get you know you can get them in in Sainsbury's it's where most of my candles are from (laughs) Uh,
0: when you're when you're doing the rounds just to like be like oh I'll throw a couple of them in as well
1: oh yeah exactly I mean dangerous amounts actually whenever I'm in Sainsbury's I'm picking up (laughs) Picking up candles. Uh, and I might put them inside, I might put them on a plate, uh, but I'll probably forget. And then I will have wax all over the tablecloth. Yeah. Um, also, um, tall candles as well in little candlesticks. Nice. So just play with some different heights. Have some kind of big, chunky pillar candles, some smaller pillar candles, some tall ones, little bud vases. <clears throat> and nice. then things. Other things that look really nice on the table are just practical but important. Jugs of water. Yeah. I, because I, I feel like guests feel rude getting up to go and help themselves to things. You kind of want everything to be there for people.
0: Yeah. To grab. You don't have to think about anything. You don't want them to think about anything, you, but you don't you want them to You thought about all of me. their needs before they even got there.
1: Yeah, exactly. What I know about when I'm having dinner as well is that, I like having a glass of wine or two or five or 10. And then you need to be able to have water in between each glass of wine. Otherwise you start (laughs) to feel pissed quite quickly, but you also start to have a really dry mouth and you'll be thinking, oh, I should really get a glass of water, but you're mid conversation flow. And then Mm -hmm. you don't do it. You just have more wine. So you really just need to have jugs of water on the table so that everyone can feel thirst quenched at all times.
0: Perfect. Especially if you're outside in the in a nice summery day as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: And you can get just like big
1: functional water jugs. Anything that's clear and glass creates nice reflections. Um, But I'm also a big proponent of the gluggle jug.
0: Yeah, I've got a gluggle jug jug? jug too. Yeah, yeah. Also, every time I crack that out, people are like, "What are you, what?" Like every time I show people, they're like, "What?"
1: People love gluggle jugs. Mm. For those who don't know what a gluggle jug is, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, "What are they on?" <laughs> it's a jug that's shaped like a fish, and when you pour it, it makes a glugging noise. Yeah, uh, and then you get them in loads of nice different colours. Um, I think they're quite. They were quite a naff seventies thing. Yeah. But are very much back now.
0: Yeah, they're quite fun. Like, I use mine as a vase sometimes. Use it as yeah, a judge same. sometimes. It's a very uh, versatile piece of tableware, I would say. I, I do quite like
1: all that kind of 70s tableware stuff that I think my mum would say is quite lame. But I <laughs> love it all. <laughs> yeah. I love, like, the cabbage bowls and yeah. I've got, my sister gave me for my birthday this butter dish that looks like a little house. Oh that's cute. You know cute. the ones I mean? They're kind of like it's a, no. it's a butter dish and looks the lid of the butter dish is kind of this brown ceramic cottage. Oh, that's cute. I've got these artichoke candle holders with kind of yeah, I big love that. brown leaves. I think, yeah, it's all coming back and I'm happy about it. Nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think um there's lots of those cabbage plates and bits and pieces around at the moment. Oh yeah. People are definitely getting back into it.
1: I think they look I think if you have too much matching stuff like that maybe it's still a bit much. Mm. But if you have little accents of those kind of vintage pieces in a table with other slightly more modern stuff like mm. more modern ceramics and modern prints of tablecloths and stuff it's just mm. quite nice having that contrast.
0: Yeah, I also think having yeah, having a mix of different tableware is always nice because yeah i think people especially when you go to somebody else's house for dinner people have dishes that they've bought from different places and collected from from trips and things i think it's always interesting and like lovely to see um, yeah i think what other so. people have it's nice just having
1: stories behind all your all your mismatch stuff
0: yeah yeah exactly um nice are you are you into color or or are your all your candles white
1: oh that is a really good question I generally buy white ones or um all ones that are just kind of quite light colors mm. um but I do actually have quite a few colorful ones creeping in now I mean just looking around my living room where I'm sat now <laughs> and I've got some kind of spiral dark green ones Nice. In amber, in glass amber candle holders now. Um, I think in summertime, I just love the classic look of a white candle. Yeah. Um, But if it was winter, if it was winter and I was indoors, I might go for some darker ones. Um, And likewise, in the summer, I might go for some paler colors. I think my color palette in general is not, I don't go for really saturated color. I love the way that it looks when other people wear it or have it in their home wear. Um, mm-hmm. But I generally am slightly more, I err towards neutral. Yeah. Classic. Not, yeah. Not beige, <laughs> but, <laughs> could say not going, beige. but We're going in between but, beige and bright. Um, yeah, just kind of like muted colour. But I yeah. love, I love greens and I love pinks and I love blues. They're probably the three primary colours that you would find in a tablescape that I would use nice. or in my crockery or all that yeah. stuff.
0: I also think when you're doing it at your house, you do have to match everything to an extent. Like you're not going to like go wild with one thing when you're still using all the dishes and stuff that you would usually bring out, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay, so let's move on to your guests this is the fun
1: oh the guests (laughs) I was really struggling with the guests do you know it was the dead one that was really getting me I was like I don't know who my dead guest is gonna be it's
0: really hard it is really hard to think but I think I think that's why it's so fun because the people just go in such rogue um like on such rogue tangents with these
1: oh yeah I had a really rogue thought for my, de- for my dead one. And then I changed my mind last minute. I thought that's too, too well, weird.
0: You can tell us what your rogue thoughts were too. You we like to hear it. Um, I, was,
1: <laughs> I was thinking my first dead guest thought was that I, my childhood dog. That's a rubbish <laughs> guest. Like, oh, it'd be f-
0: quite nice though at your summer dinner party.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was a good guy. He was a really good guy, but he was a dog. <laughs> you I'm wouldn't get
0: sure much chat, chat
1: yeah. Yeah, really keen eater. Yeah. He stole a lot of food from the kitchen in the classic kind of, Labrador what fashion. What kind of
0: dog? Oh, Labrador, yeah.
1: Yeah, Labrador, really hungry Labrador. <laughs> good old Potter, but um, no, he hasn't made the cut in the end. So the dead guest I'm going for is I'm going to go with Anthony Bourdain which is quite uh, I'm sure that that is probably well trodden ground for a dead dinner Mm. party guest that people would like to bring
0: But valid
1: But valid Um, There's a reason why people liked Anthony Bourdain it's because he was a bloody good guy Mm. and he was really smart and he had really good stories and I think having a good storyteller around a dining table is probably the most important type of guest
0: that you can have. A 100%. You want there to be good chat.
1: Yeah, exactly. You want someone to be able to hold court Mm. while you're in the kitchen, getting things polished off. You want somebody to be holding court at the table, making everyone laugh, showing everyone a good time. I think Anthony Bourdain would definitely do that. And he would be a keen eater. Which I also think is important.
0: I think he would be one of my husband's dream dinner party guests as well.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised. Because I was was thinking about it and I thought, I haven't actually got anyone who's a food person around the table, which is maybe Mm -hmm. good because dinner parties are not all about the food. Mm -hmm. You do also want people who are going to be contributing in other ways to the table and the atmosphere is almost as important as the food. Yeah. I don't cook really complicated food. I'm not I'm not really trying to I'm hoping that people enjoy the food, obviously, but it's not the it's not gonna be some like gourmet experience. Yeah. It's gonna be hearty probably.
0: Which um, is exactly what you want from a dinner party, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I'd be a bit alarmed if I went to someone's house and they started getting out kind of the
0: the machine to make their foams and all yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Not the <laughs> It's not what you want when you go around to your friends and, for dinner. And you can't be spending that long in the kitchen when you've got guests around, so. No, no. But yeah, hopefully of Wardane would not
1: be expecting a Hope cuisine situation. And <laughs> that would be great. So we'll have him. Love it. He's nice. my dead guest. My live guest. I haven't actually whittled it down between two people yet, so we're just going to do that on the spot. I, I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to have a female musician who would be uh, fun and bit deavery, but not a dick, would probably mm. still eat the food. And I think I'm going to stick with my original thought, which is Rihanna. Nice. I think Rihanna, she would also have a really good sense of humor and she'd be wanting to muck yeah. it. I can see her really... Flirting up a storm with both of my guests, actually, which I also <laughs> think is a good vibe at a dinner yeah. party. She, she
0: definitely bring flirting. good vibes. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I was, I feel like she'd rock up with a bunch of flowers. She'd probably bring some rum. She'd like. She'd be really helpful. I think. I think she'd have really mm-hmm. good manners. She'd arrive. She'd be all kind of big hugs and flowers. She'd offer to do the washing up probably um yeah and then when dinner's wrapped I think she'd be really helpful in like keeping the party vibes going
0: yeah for sure she'd definitely be a great guest you know that you you also I feel like you know you could leave her and she would chat to anyone to yeah
1: exactly exactly I just think her and Anthony, there's going to be this really electric mm. chemistry going on around the table, <laughs> and my other guests are going to be in the kitchen with me. Go, do we think that's is that yeah.
0: happening? <laughs> yeah,
1: no. <laughs> and I, I, I think that's the kind of chat you always want to nurture when yeah. you're getting a group, group of people together.
0: Vibes, yeah, vibes. <laughs> also, maybe she'd, uh, maybe she'd do you a little performance at the end.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. At the very least, teach teaches a dance routine.
0: Yeah. Or both, yeah.
1: Or um, both, yeah, yeah, ideally. <laughs> My dinner parties do normally descend into uh, dancing, tequila shots, yeah. singing, debauchery. Um, so I think Rihanna is an important cog in that function. Not that we don't get it going without her as it is, mm-hmm. but... I just think that she would enjoy it mm-hmm. I think we'd enjoy it. I think she'd
0: enjoy it <laughs> yeah great choice, great choice who was your who was your nearly alive my guest? nearly
1: one was charlie x e x because i'm a I'm a big fan of her music, and I think that she has a similar uh vibe of being talented and fun but not taking herself too seriously and would offer a similar kind of energy to Rihanna around the table, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice. So
1: she was my number two.
0: Okay, fictional.
1: My fictional one? <clears throat> this is the person I landed on the quickest. Oh, nice. Um, I don't know what that says about me. I feel
0: like most people struggle with fictional, so I I'm, in, I'm interested.
1: So my fictional one, I've gone with Gandalf. Nice. because I just think someone a bit magical around the table would be quite cool. Yeah. Um, and Gandalf occupies this really amazing space of being, obviously, this very wise being. He is a wizard, after all. Um, <laughs> and he's very nurturing. He's kind of in Lord of the Rings. He's always looking after all the hobbits and everyone else in the fellowship and stuff. I feel like he'd be making sure people's glasses are topped up yeah. All that kind of thing. Um, and I think he'd be a good listener. Mm. He'd be a good storyteller as well. He'd seen a lot of things. He'd have a lot of good chat to share. But I think he'd also be a really good listener and he'd kind of, he'd draw really good stories out of other people. Uh,
0: yeah, I can imagine like, him, I can imagine him like hanging back, like listening to Anthony Bourdain's stories, but then like suddenly coming out with something great.
1: He'd have a really good kind of cheeky one-liner that he'd yeah. insert towards the end. Yeah, he was, he, you know he's good vibes. You know he's good <laughs> vibes. He he would stay up really late smoking his pipe afterwards mm. and hanging out with everyone. Just yeah. so funny, actually. And Lord of the Rings, he was come up a lot in my party chat. <laughs> uh, I love Lord of the Rings sue so me, but we, my, me and me and my boyfriend are planning our wedding at the moment. And there's a scene in the beginning of. Thank you very much. Uh, there's a there's a scene in the beginning of The Fellowship of the Ring where uh, they're having Bilbo's birthday party, and my boyfriend is obsessed with it being like the best looking party he has ever seen, and he just <laughs> wants our wedding to be like that party. Love that. <laughs> I feel like Gandalf was an essential cog in that party. He got the fireworks. So I just think <laughs> if that I could also inject some of that energy into a dinner party, that would mm. be ideal.
0: Are you are you finding doing the wedding stuff quite stressful in terms of like picking what you want to eat and things like that because of what you do? do you, or know, do you have it now?
1: I, I think we we kind of had Because I'm this kind of person, we discussed it quite a lot before we got engaged. (laughs) So I kind of had an idea of what we were going to do. And I think we're both in agreement. In the same way with dinner parties, I don't like anything fancy. I kind of don't like things being too fancy at weddings either. Same. Um, And my boyfriend is, he's half Indian. And we're just going to do curries.
0: Love that.
1: We're just going to do curries. Loads of big curries.
0: You're going to do curries. little stomach. Like a sharing vibe.
1: Nice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's the other thing with dinner parties, like little fussy one-plate-per-person things. I just don't think it's very communal. I no, love- you
0: want people to dig in.
1: Exactly. I think the the thing that is so beautiful about having people around to eat and gathering people to eat in general is that really communal nature of it where yeah. you're sharing and literally breaking bread with people and passing things around and eating the same things and everyone kind of bonding over that. And dinner parties should be no different. Weddings should be no different in my, my mind. I just want everyone 100%. to be digging in, hands messy, having a good time.
0: Nice. Couldn't agree more we uh me and my husband got married last year and we had Congrats. pasta thanks we just had pasta and it was great
1: yes I love that yeah
0: yeah great decision so great yeah, decision so I was like I just want all of the like I'm very I'm like a picky food gal like I love a platter or like a dinner yeah. where you can eat all the things picnic yeah yes. all of that vibe oh um, I love a picnic yeah can't wait for picnics again um we just go <laughs> we just rock up to Sainsbury's on your way to like the park somewhere and you just like throw all the things in a basket and you're like that's great, well,
1: yeah that's yeah good. all um, all the best picky bits,
0: yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we had like anti pasty platters <laughs> with like burrata and bread and meats and cheeses and olives and all that delicious wow. stuff, and then we had pasta just from like a company that we found on instagram that like did markets around london and they were so good yeah they were fantastic it was so good what kind of pasta did you do we had um there were i think there were three options we had like a um like a beef ragu we had Mm. a what was it a beetroot and blue cheese gnocchi, which is why I had, and it was Ooh. unbelievable. Yeah, so good. And then we also had a like pesto vibe for the for the vegan for the vegans for the vegans and the vegetarians. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds so good! Yeah, you you just cannot go wrong with a bowl of pasta.
0: No, you can't. And then everybody's full. Everybody's having a great time. No pressure.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're good. on the
0: same page. Are you? Are you doing starters and dessert, or are you just going like making big Indian feast?
1: We're we going big Indian feast. I think we're going to do. I don't think we'll do starters, but we're going to. We'll do like canapés, but the canapés will be like samosas <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> and like ch- chicken tikka chunks and pakoras yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, and then. We're not gonna do pud, we're just gonna go straight to cake. And the cake is not going to be a real cake. It's okay. going to be chocolate biscuit cake. Nice. So do you know like a like a classic fridge cake? Yeah, 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 I love in, a fridge cake. You can yeah. it different things, Which can do a three tier fridge cake. Amazing. Um, which is a bit weird, but I don't <laughs> care that about cake that much. <laughs> and I love chocolate fridge cake. Yeah, great job. <laughs> What did you do?
0: We actually didn't have pudding either because I wasn't big on like, I'm not a big like tiramisu gal. And that was kind of the the option that they presented us with. Um, yeah. So we had a wedding cake, which actually didn't even, we cut it and then it got put away. And then in the morning when we went back, I found the whole cake. So nobody even ate no anything. No sent it out. No, no. no one sent it out. But I mean, it worked in our favor because we all just took a fucking massive slab of it home with us. It's great yeah yeah. and then um (laughs) we actually did like byop so we got people to bring their own pudding which was the best thing it was kind of a like idea that we just like came up with relatively last minute and then on our invitations we just wrote like bring your own pudding like if you fancy baking something um or you've got like a signature bake bring it along.
1: but That's like, absolutely,
0: so fun. But absolutely no pressure if you don't want to bring anything at all. Because we had like 100 guests or something, so we were like, we don't actually want everybody to bring a pudding. Um, yeah, that would be intense. So intense. <laughs> but like, it was perfect. We had like 20 different bakes. We had cookies, brownies. We had some tiramisu. Are there soup. any highlights? Um, I actually can't say that I ate any of it because I was just you're busy, Too busy. um <laughs> but I hear that the well we had the funny part about it was we had them different friends like hanging out by the dessert station like have you tried my tiramisu or like can I interest <laughs> you in the cooking and so like we had like good Tell
1: vibes going well. on from that
0: yeah <laughs> 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 but it also meant like when everyone was pissed at like one, they could go and help themselves to more or we just like left it out. I do think more. it is important oh, to think? have
1: some food for people to eat later when they're a bit drunk.
0: Yeah, 100 At dinner parties
1: and at weddings. 100%. Are
0: you doing... We've gone, we've gone into a wedding tangent now. We're doing... We're just doing... <laughs> we're just chatting about your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um what last 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 question about your wedding and then we'll we'll move back on track are you having evening food
1: we haven't got that far yet but we're thinking uh we might just do chips and nuggets
0: Mm, yeah i have been to a wedding where they did chips and nuggets
1: yeah there we go that's what drunk people like eating yeah they love chips and nuggets just keep it just keep it simple what did you do pizza (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, we, stayed, we stuck with the the Italian vibe. Uh, My
1: sister did pizza at hers in the summer as well. Actually, Pe- again, yeah, it was so yeah, good. This, pizza, or chips and nuggets are like the, I mean, kebabs obviously, but I'm not sure that's that's a slightly harder one to pull together. A kebab, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, a little bit more organisation involved. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs>
0: okay, let's <laughs> let's steer back round um steer it back what well we've done all your guests what do you think makes a good and a bad guest
1: it's really interesting the good guest thing most of my friends are very good guests mm. so I feel like I know what a good guest does so a good guest will always message before they arrive and find out if there's anything else that they need to pick up that isn't why which I think mm. is obligatory yeah <laughs> you have to show up with a bottle of wine even if you don't drink wine
0: yeah or Or you get or you get turned around and sent back sent back on your way
1: (laughs) you just the wine (laughs) isn't for you to drink necessarily. the wine is for the host to say thank you and it might get drank or it might not but it's uh if they've spent all day cooking then that's your kind of yeah here you go thanks very much um but a good guess will they'll bring a nice bottle of wine they might even bring two bottles of wine. One that's for the table and one that's for the guest. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, depends how long an evening you're in for. But our evenings are quite long when we have dinners here, so two bottles of wine is normally ideal. Um, And they might also they'll bring some ice, or they'll bring they'll kind of pick pick up those two extra lemons from the shop that you forgot to get um, because they know that you'll be too busy in the moment to have time to go and get any ingredients you've forgotten. So check in that. And then they will sit. They might ask you, do you need any help? You will say no, and then they will sit. Likewise with the washing up, a guest, a good guest might clear the dirty plates from the table and put them on the side, but they definitely don't have to do the washing up. They might mm-hmm. say, shall I do the washing up? Yeah. And you can say no that's no, fine you. sit down have fun a good guest will offer but they definitely don't have to do it
0: yeah I think it's always say. good to offer and exactly. most of the time you offer and you know that they're going to say no but it's still exactly
1: good exactly um but clearing the table is definitely helpful mm-hmm. or ushering people to the table because what happens lots of the time i don't know if you find this as well if you've got people around for dinner everyone congregates in the kitchen and when you've got like the the five, ten minutes before you're about to start placing everything up, you kind of want everyone to be Yeah. In their positions at the table so you can just kind of be in the zone faffing and getting everything in the right bowls and stuff. So I think a good guest will usher other guests away from the kitchen. And into the seats where they're supposed to be, and then we'll do the holding court, like you know, like Anthony and Rihanna and, and uh, Gandalf. <laughs> uh, they all do that brilliantly. So yeah. more of those.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> do you think they would get on? Do you think all of your guests would get on?
1: I think they would. You know, I can see. I can see they've all got a similar kind of twinkle in their eye. Mm. I think I think they're all a bit cheeky.
0: Yeah, I reckon they've all got quite laid back vibes as well. Yeah, like, I think so. Like I think so. None of them would be particularly sassy if anything went wrong or or oh No. What, what what makes a bad guest in your eyes? Ooh, a bad guest
1: shows up empty-handed. Yeah. A bad guest shows up very early or very late. Yeah. I think with dinner, coming to drinks, you can show up whenever you like and it's fine. But for dinner, you don't really want anyone showing up early or showing up late. Mm-hmm. You you kind of do need to arrive, I'd say, within the 20 minutes that you have told your guests to arrive. Otherwise, your timings get thrown
0: yeah <laughs> and like there's nothing worse than like being in the thick of the stuff that you're doing in the kitchen and then a guest arriving a bit early and you being like oh sorry I'm just trying to chat to you and also check that it's not burning and also yeah get you a drink and yeah also the th- not I don't know about
1: you but the task I usually leave till the very end is the kind of the general house spruce and also just putting on my face and making yeah. sure that I've like on deodorant and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. Cru- crucial little tasks <laughs> yeah um but if guests arrive early then you might have to be doing your makeup in front of them at the kitchen table it's just not quite yeah. the it's not quite the same thing <laughs> it's
0: not the vibe not the vibe you had in not mind. the vibe not the vibe um
1: and then a good guest other than that to be a bad guest is quite hard other than those things mm. but a big have a good time yeah being a sour faced guest is sad you don't want to be worrying about your guests when you're the host
0: yeah you want everyone to be
1: kind of mucky and having a good time it's always a bit um throws you off a bit if you look across the table you can see one of your friends looking like they're not having a good time
0: it can't (laughs) be helped some of the time but no but nothing kills a dinner party like somebody who's just not not on board not participating in the fun yeah (laughs) what are you going to
1: be listening to at your dinner party Oh, so we kind of, i guess it's i guess it's music of two halves at the dinner party mm-hmm. to start the evening there's a phrase which uh we coined as a household a while ago which is just saying hostability 10 which is a phrase that we coined when we were going to look around houses over the years to determine whether a house would be possible to host in mm-hmm. whenever we were looking to move you'd rate the hostability of a space yeah. which shows how important it is to yeah, me yeah. I love that. <laughs> um but in keeping with that my my boyfriend has a playlist called hostability 10 which is the playlist that you put on Amazing. at the beginning of an evening and it's lots of disco and afrobeat and kind of chilled out r&b Um, just kind of cheerily set the mood, but in quite a mellow, low-key way. And then as an evening goes on, as the sun starts to set and uh, people have had their dinner, they've had their pud, and they're starting to get a bit more lively, that's when you can put on the playlist that's got your more kind of, your classic cheesy party music, Get some two thousands R and B on there. Get some garage. Get some hyper pop. More Charlie XEX, as I stated earlier. (laughs) lots of Charlie XEX, and then lots of dancing to go with with all that music.
0: Amazing. Yeah, a night of two halves. I think it has to be, doesn't it? If you're, yeah, if you're. If you're doing that dinner party where people are going to be there for a long time, you've got to you've got to change the music up halfway through for sure.
1: Yeah, you've got to kind of signify to people that the mm-hmm. evening is taking a different turn now.
0: <laughs> Get the shots out. Yeah, it's, it's we're done with part one. This is part two. Yeah, the the
1: nice wine is finished. Uh, the spritzes are probably gone as well. You might be making espresso martinis. Yeah, you might be. There's actually a drink. I don't know if you've heard of this drink or if it's a drink that exists very specifically in my Mm. friendship group circle. It's called a Craig David. (laughs) Yeah. And it's when you have pineapple juice, tequila, pineapple juice shots. I thought it was just tequila. I just thought it
0: was tequila and then pineapple juice.
1: For some reason, we bookend it. I'm not sure Mm, who began it.
0: It's delicious. You do do Craig Davids
1: too. Excellent. Um, so, So for some reason, for the last year or so, Craig Davids have been the thing that happens at that time, mm. that's when somebody goes on gorillas and orders the pineapple juice. Yeah, and the, the shots tequila.
0: definitely signify the start of part two.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, with my boyfriend's uh, uni friends and their school friends, they love apple sours. <laughs> Honestly, like 14-year-old boys, just whip out the apple sours and we'll do shots of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm into it. Like, whatever <laughs> people want to shot we also have, um, we actually used to have this thing at uni that we, I don't even know if it's a normal thing. Uh, it's called a green diesel. Oh you had one? <laughs> I haven't. Tell me more. It's basically like a Jaeger bomb, but Ooh. instead of Jaeger, it is, what is it? Blue aftershock. <laughs> It's horrendous. It's like, it goes green, obviously, because it's like the blue aftershock and the, the red ball. Um, it's horrendous. And we, we just used to like line them up at uni in the student bar, which I worked in. I need to try this. Um, yeah, no, it's great. And then we decided, which was not our best idea to have them at our wedding. (laughs) And it does, like from that point, it just went mega downhill. (laughs)
1: I think we'll be doing a similar wedding shots at a certain hour. Mm. Watching everyone deteriorate. Yeah, there was one
0: done. Yeah, there was one point where I looked over at Sam and he actually just had the bottle of new after shot. <laughs> Go, so, oh no. Bring yeah. I'm like, oh <laughs> cool. <laughs> I think that's definitely the end of part one. But yeah, definitely the shots definitely the shots. We're also partial to a tequila rose. Tequila rose, Yeah, tequila rose? nice. Yeah, yeah. Which also is terrible. It can't do much good for your stomach when it's, like, so creamy. It's kind of like having a Bailey's when yeah. you're done with the night.
1: Yeah, Bailey's Bailey's. I kind of reserve just for Christmas for that reason, because mm-hmm. it's when you've got all the other heavy stuff going. But tequila rose seems to <laughs> be allowed to exist all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it came from either. I feel like it's just come Not out me. of the woodwork, like, the
1: last you couple of years. I don't think I've ever had one I've just seen people have them oh, maybe, really? I, maybe I need to get into it. it kind of tastes like strawberry milkshake delicious
0: I love strawberry yeah. milkshakes
1: a McDonald's it... strawberry milkshake <laughs> ideal
0: <laughs> anyway well some sort of shots but probably a Craig David is what you're having
1: a Craig David yeah Well, I think that's that's me at the moment so we'll go Craig David yeah.
0: nice we haven't even we haven't even got into food yet <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's also. I have. I have a plethora of drinks at a dinner. Yeah. But we've started at the end. But I'll backtrack and tell you more about the earlier drinks later.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Shall we? Shall we move into food then? Let's do it. Let's do it. So I feel like I feel like you're going to have planned this out well. I hope so. <laughs> no pressure.
1: No pressure. So um, I don't really do starters when I have okay. people round. I tend to just do lots of nibbly bits. Mm-hmm. My favourite. I think the n- nibble. It's basically the law that you have to have crisps and olives when you have yeah. people round. I once went to a dinner where there were no crisps and there was one jar of olives between sixteen people, and we mm-hmm. didn't eat for three and a half hours after everyone arrived. <laughs> And it really stuck in my head as unacceptable. <laughs> you always have to crisp on hand because you probably will be delayed getting the food out because everyone always is. And that's totally fine. and part of the parcel. But you do need to make sure that people have had something to eat before the main food comes out. Otherwise, they'll have had like a bottle of wine each and yeah. uh, they'll be starting slurring their words before you've even brought out the food you've been slaving over. So don't do that.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, can't go wrong with crisps and olives.
1: Yeah, Perello Gordal olives. I am a millennial cliche, but they are <laughs> the best olives in the world, and I eat so many of them. So I've got <laughs> a couple of jars of Perello Gordal olives in, and they're the ones that come in those really lovely yeah, yeah. green and red and white tins. Love them.
0: Um, and then you can keep then, the tins afterwards.
1: <laughs> exactly. I actually keep my utensils in a giant Pirello olive. Yeah, nice. Tin. There you go. So embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: We, um, uh, we then, had a similar vibe for a while, but it was um, it was like an old big tomato tin. Yeah, nice. But then nice. it just got really rusty, so we. got <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I am noticing mine looking a little rusty. So I think mm. maybe time to give it a little varnish or something. Mm. <laughs> or just get rid of it, recycle yeah. it. <laughs> of course, we've got Pirello olives. There's crisps. I personally, this is a really boring thing to say, but I love a salty plain crisp. Mm. I think and that's going to be my crisp of choice here. Goes <laughs> with everything, goes with all the dips. Yeah. Are you having dips? Dip-wise, there will yes. be dips. Probably just one dip. And I don't think you can go wrong with getting a tub of supermarket hummus and dressing it up a bit. Mm -hmm. But I think my favorite dip to do at the moment is a whipped ricotta dip. It's just getting a couple of tubs of ricotta and whisking them up for a couple of minutes until they go really kind of smooth and creamy, adding a bit of lemon zest and olive oil and flaky sea salt. And then you can dip crisps just in that, or you can whiz up. Some sun-dried tomatoes with some chipotle paste or Ooh. with some harissa paste. And you swirl that through Ooh. the ricotta and you dip in there. So you've got something a bit sweet, spicy, milky with the ricotta. That's a really good dip. That sounds um, delicious. It's so good. And then other nibbles. I like doing something deep fried. Mm, yeah. So... Mm. I might do an arancini of some sort or a croquetta and make some mayo. One that I did that I always, that I thought was really nice probably about a year ago was I did some cheddar and leek croquettas, mm-hmm. and I did marmite mayo to dip them in. Oh, yeah, nice. Because I love marmite, and there's a lot of marmite haters out there, but it does really work in that scenario. So if you're not sure... If you like mama or not, put it in a bit of mayo, preferably homemade mayo, and just makes such a good dip. Yeah, nice. I have some of those. And then I also like doing a little bit of a fresher, a fresher nibble. So I might do um, endive or lettuce cups. There's yeah. was I did at Christmas time that was just red endive. You separate all the leaves out and you smear a bit of soft goat's cheese on kind of the the bit that was attached to the stem of your endive, and you sprinkle it with pickled walnuts and some honey and some chives. Mm. And that's just a really nice little quick nibble. And they look really pretty as well.
0: Mm, Yum. That sounds delicious. So that's
1: going to be my initial nibble spread. Mm, I might even do some kind of grazing board with charcuterie and all Chocoterie and cheese and crackers and all that kind of stuff. But that is sounding a bit excessive now, so I think I'll stick where I out and save that for another
0: time. <laughs> I mean, it sounds great. More is more. More is more. You can't go wrong at a dinner party with giving people lots of stuff.
1: Also, it's leisurely. Like, it's lots of things coming out at slightly different times. People are sitting in the garden. They're listening to some music. They're having a catch-up. I don't want everyone to just be kind of... Focused eyes on the prize, digging into their starter and it being done. It's a leisurely yeah. affair. So lots of grazing, lots of chatting, passing things around, chilled.
0: Yeah, perfect. Okay, so what are we? What are we having for main?
1: So for mains, there's I again for mains. I like to do a lot of different things because I'm extra, and that's what we're going to do. So I think in this scenario, I'm going to go. I tend to like to theme it vaguely to an area of the world, and I think I'm going to go Greek-ish in this scenario. So we're going to do a slow roasted shoulder of lamb with loads of herbs, and and it's going to be in the oven for probably about five or six hours before everyone gets there. And then you're going to bring it to the table and pull it in a very dramatic fashion, and everyone's going to say <laughs> how lovely it looks. And then I'm going to do some um, some Greek baked Beans, some gigantus beans, because nice. I'm a sucker for nice beans. Um, bold Bean Co. make the most delicious butter beans that I live off. I really think it is my primary source of protein at this point, is bold bean. <laughs> bold bean, queen butter beans.
0: I've got really into beans the last couple years. Especially it's a movement, butter beans. it's happening.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's, they're just... I think the supermarket little tinned ones tricked us for so long into thinking that they weren't that good. They were never quite soft enough. They're quite chalky. Mm. And now there's all these amazing brands making delicious jars of beans. And they're just so tender. I love them.
0: Speaking of beans, I told you, but I've made that anchovy bean (laughs) thing. Oh, my God, it was unreal. It's so it's tasty, so that one. Good. I love that. Uh, even while it was cooking, I was like, the smells coming out of this kitchen. <laughs> it was so good. Thoroughly Very enjoyed. Very glad to be of assistance. Yeah, it was great. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'm, yeah, so I'm going to cook down those queen butter beans with loads of uh, carrots and onions and passata. And mm-hmm. we're going to get some dried mint in there and some cinnamon. I'm going to make a spanakopita situation. Oh yeah. It's going to be a phyllo pie with loads of sesame seeds on it, and it's going to be spinach and feta and possibly some ricotta to give it some extra softness, loads of herbs. Um, for the meat eaters, but for the veggies too, the lamb is going to be the only thing that's kind of for the meat eaters, and then everything else will be for yeah. everyone. I might whack some prawns on the barbecue. Ooh, they don't count salad. as meat in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Corns are just important little protein. Marinate mm. them in loads of spices and olive oil and just get those on the barbecue. Um, and then we'll do some big salads as well, maybe some kind of charred, tender stem broccoli salads. Um, we're not quite in summer yet in my mind. We're kind of in April, May time, so I'm not going to go near right. the tomatoes yet. Um, but maybe we'll do... A nice salad with some with some kind of sugar snap peas and mm-hmm. child tender stem broccoli, maybe get some burrata in there that feels quite springy um yeah, so that is yeah, that is the main that I'm going with today.
0: sounds delicious a feast
1: I am t- i you know I decided something else, and I changed my mind as I was about to say <laughs> it about what we were gonna cook. And that's, that's where my brain went, today. You know, <laughs> that sounds nice. <laughs> I, I'm I make gonna... some flatbreads as
0: well and some tzatziki. How do you make your flatbreads? Really,
1: really very simply, just whacking some water, warm water, uh, some strong bread flour, some olive oil and some yeast and some salt in a bowl, mixing it up, kneading it and then leaving it in the fridge for about a day or two and then just tearing off chunks of it, flattening it and cooking it in a really hot, Skillet pan. Yeah. People are always yeah. so impressed when you make bread. I think there's <laughs> one easy step you can do uh, making flatbreads because they're actually so little bath uh, and people yeah. love them.
0: Yeah. Oh, it all sounds delicious. This podcast makes me so hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not it's quite I'm hard. Asleep. Every time How I do it, it, I'm like, morning. I'm going to go have to make a delicious lunch now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm, I mean, I'm getting quite hungry now too. <laughs> the thing is with all the food that I cook when I've been around for dinner is that it's mostly food that you've prepped in advance yeah. and then whacked in the oven or you've prepped in advance and then you've kind of tossed a dressing on it or something. Like with the flatbreads, with the tzatziki, with the spanakopita, with the lamb, with the baked beans... That's all ready in advance. And then it's really just little theatrical flourishes, like showing the prawns on the barbecue, the fr- frying the flatbreads, all that kind of thing mm. that, that you do when your guests are there.
0: Yeah, perfect. And then you've got all these different plates. You're having all the plates down the table so people can yes, like help absolutely. themselves.
1: absolutely. Nice. I love the way it looks when you come to the table carrying your big platter and you plonk it down and everyone... It was an at it, and you have everyone kind of digging in as you're bringing other bits to the table.
0: Yeah, So Super communal. Yeah, and then I love how people can just continue to pick if they want. Yeah. Rather than having to like get up and go and make a whole scene of scene of it, you know. You can yeah. Just, exactly. You, you, exactly. Yeah, you can just pick what's next to you. <laughs> yeah, whatever's easiest
1: to get to. Yeah, that's
0: what you more of <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> okay are you doing dessert
1: do you know I very rarely do dessert but I figure in a fancy dinner party situation I probably should mm-hmm. what I would do a lot of the time is just getting out a bar of chocolate <laughs> get out a bar of chocolate but in this fantasy scenario I am going to do pud and I'm also going to do cheese because Cheese is the thing, I think, when people are a bit drunk, you remember that you've got the cheese and you yeah. bring that out and people graze on that, they eat all the crackers and it gives people a bit of a second wind. So we're going to go cheese, but before we do the cheese, we are going to, do you know what? I know that you said you didn't like it very much, but I'm going to do a tiramisu of sorts. How are you? <laughs> I am. I'm really basic and look, it's, in recent years, everyone says tiramisu is their favourite purge, don't they?
0: I do. I, I'm not against tiramisu. I just love a chocolate dessert. That's very issue. I hear
1: you. I hear you. Do um, you know what a really good chocolate dessert? I don't know if you've had this one before, but Rav Ravneet Gill has a recipe for a twice baked chocolate cake.
0: Oh yeah, no, I've not made
1: that. It's a really good one. It's in her first book. It's called Pastry Chef's Guide. Okay. It's a twice baked chocolate cake, and it is ridiculous. I think I've, that's one of the most common desserts that I've made when I've had people <laughs> for dinner, actually, if you're into a chocolate dessert. Yeah. You know what? I'll just, I'm going to st- show you back over there and say, make that. Because you can just <laughs> make that. You can serve it with some creme fraiche and loads of fresh berries. And yes. it always goes down a treat. You bake it once and then you pour over more batter and you bake it again Ooh. for a little bit. And it has this really kind of molten gooey middle.
0: Oh, sounds delicious.
1: It's a really good
0: cake. Yeah, I'll change
1: <laughs> we'll do that i was gonna say i was gonna do a tiramisu i was gonna do a hazelnut tiramisu because Ooh. i figured out i figured out how to make a tiramisu that tastes like a kinder bueno stop and it's by getting hazelnut butter involved in the tiramisu
0: i feel like i could get into that you know
1: I think you might be able to. I can send you an advanced recipe if you like. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I
0: would love that. It's really good.
1: Uh, me and my boyfriend had to get people to come and pick it up from our house when I was testing it because I was like, we need this out. Yeah, cannot keep using this. It's staring at me. It's it's really obsessed with me and I can't have it. Be how, okay I don't know anymore. how you do it
0: when you're, when you're recipe testing. I would just eat hard. everything. <laughs>
1: I mean, hard is, is first world problems, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I have too much food in the house. And that's really hard for me to be able to eat as much as I do all the time. <laughs> you just have to do you know Olio is such a good app. I give away so much food on Olio. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. That's great.
1: Really recommend for if anyone out there is ever cooking vast amounts and cannot get through it. On Olio, you can put even cooked food up there and people will come and collect it and oh, tell you what a lovely day they've had
0: yeah great day. Um, yeah but i would i i have no self-control <laughs> so <laughs> i would just um i'd be like oh just a little bit more and then i'd be like oh the temperature has gone oh it's
1: gone <laughs> oh it's gone no <laughs>
0: <laughs> been there. disaster been there. disaster um okay so what are you drinking with the with the different courses then
1: so I think to start, I'm going to make big jugs of some kind of spritz. Yeah. So my favorite spritz of last summer is a Bicicletta, which again, I think is quite a, it's a cocktail that was quite big in the 90s. Mm. A waiter actually laughed at me recently when I ordered one. I think it's that naff. I really like them. <laughs> it's Campari and white wine and soda yeah. with wedges of orange in it. Um, so it's kind of similar to a Campari, to a Campari spritz. Mm. Um, but with white wine instead of Prosecco. Um, and I just do big jugs of that with loads of ice in there for when people first arrive. So sitting yeah, out in right. the garden, having a couple of spritzes. Yeah. And then we'll move on to some wine. Um, again, I'm a millennial cliche, and I like my natural my natural white wines. There's one mm-hmm. in particular, um, which is a Gruneweltliner called Arndorfer which okay. they sell in these lovely tall bottles with a little flower on the front. And it basically tastes like grown-up apple juice. Is my best <laughs> way I could describe it. It tastes like cloudy apple juice, but I in delicious wine form. Juice. Me too, so much. So much better than orange juice. Agreed, note.
0: totally agree. But it needs to be just, a cloudy apple juice. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree. Not just your standard apple juice.
1: <laughs> Give me a Corsten Press, a Capella. Yeah any of those guys delicious
0: yeah I mean you can't even go wrong with like Sainsbury's own no
1: I'm a Sainsbury's Sainsbury's lover till I die All the are Sainsbury's you pieces. that's your
0: supermarket of choice
1: it is my supermarket of choice it's always been my supermarket of choice my Has mum's it? always shopped in Sainsbury's I've always shopped in Sainsbury's love them, <laughs> love them. I do love Sainsbury's
0: <laughs> but I also do love a little
1: I do love a little, but I don't live near a little. Yeah, it's so hard
0: if you don't live near. I have to little. go out
1: of my way a bit.
0: So do I, but sometimes fun. I I do do that.
1: <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. Mm.
0: Yeah, I find people's supermarket interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, so interesting.
0: Like I, feel I can like literally it- kill hours in a super in a big Sainsbury's. I don't know where the time goes.
1: Me and my friend once famously spent two hours in Sainsbury's. We weren't even buying anything. We were just there to walk around <laughs> and have a chat. And we realised that we'd been there for two hours.
0: There's so many aisles in the big ones. It's easily done. It's so easily done. easily done. And you get distracted by the things that you can't buy in the smaller Sainsbury's. Yeah. You know what I or mean? Or just things that
1: they just started stocking. Being like, mm. Did you know that they sell that here now? Did you? <laughs> riveting. Yeah, riveting. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So my wine of choice would be that, Bruna Veltlina. Yeah. by the bucket load. And then, once all the wine is done, maybe even some rose, mm-hmm. a crisp Provence style rose.
0: Yeah, that's My
1: alternative choice. And then we'll move on to maybe espresso martinis if people need a little energy boost. And we'll move on to Craig Davids. Yeah. And and the night will go south from there. <laughs> I actually once uh, broke my nose hosting oh an Easter dinner party. Uh, it must have been two Easter's ago. Um, How did that happen? it was in It was in lockdown still, so we were in the garden. Um, and yeah, so we were allowed to do things outdoors, but not indoors. So I had my friends for lunch in my garden. And we ended up having a dance competition. (laughs) And my friend, Nick, who is quite a bit taller than me, I'm five foot two and I think he's six foot five. He was dancing in front of me. We're doing kind of a coordinated dance. And he lost his footing and fell backwards onto my face and completely broke my nose. And nobody believed me at the time, but (laughs) I have since had to confirm that my nose is broken.
0: (laughs) that is the dinner party story
1: so that is the kind of behavior that occurs (laughs) after the dinner dancing competitions broken noses all that jazz
0: nice stories stories to remember
1: stories to remember exactly maybe maybe not breaking noses that's not it's not that fun breaking your nose but but kind of dancing calamities of a milder degree would be nice oh god <laughs> disaster <laughs> it was worth it it was a good day it was a good day
0: <laughs> well yeah now a story that you can tell at all your next dinner parties do you remember
1: that one exactly do you remember bigger. that one time that... <laughs> do you remember that time you broke my nose
0: <laughs> oh I bet he feels so bad
1: <laughs> I think he did well nobody believed me for a while so I kind of I think I've still got some rubbing him to do
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the one that the thing that you'll keep cracking out like, oh yeah, but you did break my nose that one. You time. did break my nose that
1: time <laughs> Do you remember that Do you remember that time
0: <laughs> Oh funny. So kind of along these lines, but are you having any entertainment at your dinner party?
1: So entertainment is, yeah, no, nose-breaking, but also <laughs> dancing well, I was and nose-breaking.
0: I was going more along the lines of the dancing <laughs> that led to the nose-breaking, but <laughs> yeah,
1: that's <too. laughs> okay. We, we tend to play a lot of games.
0: Okay. We play,
1: we play a game called Empires, where uh, one person leaves the room and everyone has to go to that person and tell them the name of a famous person that they're thinking of. They then have to come back to the table, read out the list, and you have to guess who has said which person.
0: Oh, that's And once you've guessed
1: someone, you you group together as a team, and then you have to figure out who everyone else is. So that that's a fun, fun one that we play quite a mm. lot. We play... <laughs> There's one that my boyfriend's family played that we've started whipping out recently, called Grunt Piggy Grunt, which is a game (laughs) that they used to play when he was a kid where somebody is blindfolded and you spin them around and sit them on a chair and then you get anybody else to go and sit on their lamp and they have to grunt like a pig and they have to guess who is sat on their lap. (laughs) So that's Grunt It goes down a treat honestly it's so hard you think it would be easy and it's just really not (laughs) really not
0: the grumpy grunt
1: gets whipped out there's also one called called matthew mark luke and john
0: which is like uh we uh my that always gets cracked out when i'm with my mum's side of the family (laughs) nice yeah yeah they always used to play yeah they always used to play it and then gets gets brought out at christmas and it's hilarious It's so good. It's so good. You do need to think quickly. Do you want to explain that? Yeah, do you want to explain that for anyone anyone listening?
1: So Matthew, Mark, Luke and John is a game where you sit in a circle and the first person in the circle is Matthew, the second is Mark, the third is Luke, the fourth is John, and then one, two, three, four for any people who were sat, who were playing the game as well. Yeah, yeah. And how you play the game is Matthew as begins and Matthew will say Matthew to John and then John will have to say John to two and two will say two to Mark and Mark would say Mark to Luke and you basically have to keep it moving and keep going fast and if you stumble or forget to speak or say the wrong thing then you go down to the bottom of the pecking order and it's whoever Nobody is Matthew at the stuff. end. And everyone else moves up, exactly. So whoever is Matthew at the end of the game is the winner. It's hard. That's,
0: yeah, it's that's fun. why it gets confusing, because then you move around and you're like, I thought I was two, but I'm not, I'm one. It's like, I can't remember <laughs> what my name is now. It's a good, it's one. Very a good one. It's very funny. It's very funny. Okay, so lots, lots of games.
1: Lots of games. Lots of games. Uh, my best friend, Kate, who I lived with until quite recently, as well as my boyfriend, uh, is very much a games master. And we okay. the charge on all games being played after dinner. As soon as dessert is cleared, <laughs> games will be discussed.
0: Amazing. <laughs> Love that. So that is, I, well, how do you think Rihanna and Anthony Bourdain and um, Gandalf will get on with the games?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they'd be up for it. I feel like Anthony I might, words. I think Anthony might be a bit hesitant and then he'd get into it. As the game went on. Yeah. I think he'd be unsure initially and then he would actually get really competitive.
0: <laughs> I can see it I'm, now. I can see it too. It's hilarious. Um, amazing. <laughs> okay. So I have some quick fire questions for you.
1: Go on. Um Hit me.
0: I think I know the answer to this one, but sweet or savory?
1: Savory. 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 Always. Savory girl
0: it's savoury but if you were going to eat something sweet you'd always go to a bar of chocolate
1: i would go for probably a bag of haribo
0: would you (laughs) i love sweets i love sweets what kind of haribo are you going for
1: i like haribo golden bears the best but um (laughs) some tangfast sticks would also itch that scratch
0: nice I'm not. I'm not really a sweets gal. I'm definitely more of a really? chocolate gal. Yeah, people I mean,
1: do fall no, into one of either camp, don't they? I will.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I will eat them if there's nothing else to eat, and I'm like, that or well, they're there. <laughs> no self-control. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a like I'm a Cadbury's Dairy Milk kind of kind of gal. Or
1: I love Dairy like Milk.
0: A, quite like a a Bornville.
1: Interesting. No, I'm yeah. with you there. I don't like posh chocolate. I just want Cadbury's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Bourneville is a good uh I feel like if I'm if I'm like all trying to be a little bit better, I'm like, oh I'll eat a bit of Bournville instead. But Bournville <laughs> is um Because it's still like not it's not, it's not a, really it's... dark chocolate realm, is it? It's still It's Actually, really good for cooking with as well. Yeah. We uh we have like a chocolate mousse recipe in our family that was like great my great granny or something um and it's like majority Bourneville it's yeah um, but so they have good. changed they've changed the recipe of Bourneville recently have they I haven't had it for yeah. a couple of months it used, to, it used to be vegan and it's not anymore whoa that's quite big yeah
1: Cause, Interesting. Uh, yeah,
0: because my sister can't eat it anymore. But yeah, we rogue That's choice so from them. That's so
1: upsetting. Then. Yeah. Your poor sister.
0: I know, sad times for her. <laughs> Guss Yeah, I don't know why they do it that way, why they change it that way round now. No, but, um, it's not the way that we're moving these days. No, it's not, is it? If Bonville, if you're listening, <laughs> change it Change back. it, change it. Um, it's still delicious, though. Still, still <laughs> great. Um, okay, something that you always have in the cupboard, like at the kitchen something
1: cupboard, with, uh, jars of beans. <laughs> <laughs> so many jars of beans.
0: <laughs> How many jars of beans are we talking on a on a good stocks day?
1: <laughs> what? I think that I think that right now I've got eleven jars. <laughs> Beans in my cupboard. Amazing. I've got a problem.
0: <laughs> you're always prepared.
1: Always prepared.
0: <laughs> um Are you doing a free for all or a table plan for your dinner party?
1: Free for all. Free for yes. all. I think there's some situations where a table plan is important. I think, like at weddings, I do like a table plan. I think if you're just having people around for a chill dinner, I'm not sure that you need it.
0: Yeah especially with your uh three guests I reckon, I reckon yeah cool. <laughs> <we can. laughs>
1: my table's got rounded edges so everyone's next to everyone it's fine.
0: perfect <laughs> um your favorite cookbook
1: oh that's a great question I have a lot of cookbooks
0: same I I've have got a cookbook maybe... problem I think <laughs>
1: yeah me too I mean, they're just so lovely to flick through for inspiration um i think my all-time favorite cookbook is potentially um gastronomy of italy by marcella hazan it's a really useful book it just has everything in it um but there's tons of newer books that are out these days that i also think are great um some of my favorite cookbook authors are uh georgina hayden and Easter Bell Fridge. Um, I've just got a new book by Deni Moore called Plentiful, which has got loads of um, vegan Jamaican recipes in it. Ooh, it looks yeah. amazing. Mm. So looking forward to digging into that. It's just it's a really cool space. There's always so mm. many people bringing out yeah. great books. That is, was not a quick fire answer. But... No,
0: that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> uh, no dinner party would be complete without... No dinner
1: party would be complete without candles. Candles. I really think that no matter the season, whatever the weather, if there's one thing you can do to make your dinner party feel cosy, mm. and it makes it feel really special, even though it's so cheap and easy to pull together, is candles.
0: Agreed. It gives candles a atmosphere, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We have, I I wish I could count the amount of candles I can see in this room right now. I think (laughs) off the top of my head, I can see 15 just in this room. (laughs) It's too many. (laughs) There's no such thing as too many.
0: No, never. Um, Okay, last one. Best restaurant you've been to or your favorite restaurant at the moment? Hard, tough question.
1: It's so hard. Um, I think the one that's coming to the top of my head right now is uh, the French house in Soho. Um, We went on my birthday about six months ago. And it was just the most, it's lovely. You would like it. It's just a really, it's a really classic, classy room. Lovely kind of painted walls and dark wood and white tablecloths. And really classic food, lovely stuff. Just feels very magical mm. and cozy. Yeah, classy spot, the French house.
0: Amazing. Well, thanks so much. Sounds like a great. Thank you for having
1: me, you. Callie. <laughs> Thank you. I, I wonder how it ranks compared to everyone else's. I want to. I want to hear what everyone else has said for theirs.
0: I love that they're all so different.
1: Are they? Oh, great. Yeah,
0: yeah but Excellent. no, so fun. I feel like um I need to have an outside. Dinner party now. I'm ready for for summer. Yeah,
1: I've, it's been a long winter hibernation this year. I'm Does really ready. Does feel long, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, I'm over it now. Yeah, I I'm feel ready like to Jan- get on a floral January. dress <laughs> yeah. and get everyone in the garden.
0: I feel like January. January was particularly um, sad. Relentless. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Relentless. Do you know, I feel like I always. I just black out between January and April. Something about seasonal affective disorder where I can never remember January to April. And I same. kind of come alive again. Around it's this exactly time. the
0: same as me. I just need the sun in my life. Yeah. And honestly, when it comes out, I'm like a different person.
1: <laughs> I've I'm just like, seen it pop oh, out I, from behind the yeah, clouds.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, um, yeah, springs, spring's springing, I think.
1: Spring is springing. I'm hoping that we're going to have a long summer of lots of outdoor dinners ahead of us for both of us.
0: Yeah, same. Well, thank you so much. Do you want to um, let people know where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Sophie Wybird, where you'll find lots of my recipes and announcements of events and all kinds of cool content coming your way. Also, the I'll have what she's having podcast season one and two are up now and then we're coming back for season three in a couple of weeks time so watch that space for, for more silly podcast chat
0: exciting well thank you so much it was so fun
1: thank you for having me Callie have a lovely day you too bye thanks bye
0: thank you so much for listening to this episode of dine with me if you enjoyed it i'd absolutely love if you would subscribe and leave us a review being a brand new podcast it really really helps for people to find us if we've inspired you to get hosting and you fancy yourself some playful tableware or you need help setting the scene for an upcoming event you can follow us at studio dine on socials or check out our website studiodine.com i'll see you next time